0: Hello everyone, Dr. Stillman and Jim Laird here today. Quote of the day today from Mario Andretti. He said, if everything around you seems under control, you aren't going fast enough. And the study of the day is a study that showed that drinking coffee two cups or more may double the risk of heart death in people with severe hypertension, which to be honest with you, Jim and I could have told you, I mean, not in those numbers, right? Uh, but without having to have a, a big complicated study in order to do it. And what this has to do with the Mario Andretti quote is that we have a lot of people who come to us for help, who are used to going really, really, really fast. And one of the common things that they end up relying on is coffee. And so it's one, two, then it's three, then it's four, then it's eight cups a day. And then they're coming to us and their chief complaint is fatigue, right? Jim?
1: Yes. Um, you know, our modern our modern world is it's interesting because you know we've substituted like manual labor with chronic psychological stress and entertainment. So uh, people are constantly on their phone. They're constantly need to be entertained. Their their mind is always revving and racing. You know, I kind of compare it to going out in your driveway, getting in your car, and revving the engine all day and never driving anywhere. You know, so you're wearing the engine
0: out, but you're not actually getting anywhere. Yeah. And this came up on our group coaching call this morning because, you know, we were talking to somebody who's recently retired a couple of years ago. We're looking at his HRV, his respiratory rate, which we talk about with people, clients, patients all the time. And he's telling us that he's got the HRV and the respiratory rate of somebody who's under a lot of stress. And what you and I pointed out to him is listen, once you've been habituated to more volume just speak a little louder
1: okay
0: i can hear you oh okay yeah so what people will what will happen with people is that they're become Mm -hmm. habituated to stress you know and what will happen is people had stressful childhoods will see going into stressful environments as adults uh for a variety of reasons but i mean you know we we can't keep track of the number of people who we've taken care of over the years who've they're very high achievers they run a company They're married to someone who runs a company and they're the, you know, alpha female or whatever you want to call it of their community. And they have created what should be a low stress lifestyle. But when we look at their numbers, they're leading a high stress lifestyle. And the reason I like this Mario Andretti quote is that people learn to live their life with a certain strategy. And a lot of the time that strategy is chaos, speed, more stress, more intensity, and they don't really know how to shut off and how to relax. And then they wonder why their marriage or their relationships are falling apart or their health is falling apart or the eighth cup of coffee just doesn't do what the second cup of coffee used to do. And we have to show them the way out of this strategy of just, okay, if we're not getting the results we want, it must be because we're not going fast enough or out of cycles of what are ultimately addiction of basically being addicted to drama you know they they if when they don't have enough drama when they don't have enough intensity they manufacture it because over time the body's ability to cope with stress invariably declines we can prop it up with hormones chemicals neurotransmitters nutrients biohacks whatever you want but ultimately what we see everyone running into is the ultimate wall of of aging where they just can't do enough performance enhancing drugs to get back to what they were able to compensate for or, or deal with when they were younger and they have to navigate this period of life where sometimes they have to learn how to be a very different way in order to feel well, function well, and have a good quality of life.
1: Yeah. And it, it comes down to balance and we're all for working hard. Like, I, you know, working hard is very important, right. but our culture is kind of, um, Forgotten about the, you know, get out in nature, reset, recharge, be comfortable with silence. You, you know, most people in today's modern world never spend any time sitting quietly just in silence. They've always be got to have, you know, I fall, I fall into this trap sometimes. They've always got to be watching a YouTube video or a TikTok or an Instagram reel. They can't just sit quietly, calmly, you know, out in the backyard, relax, observe nature. Right. It's always got to be, you know, I, I worked with a lot of special forces guys uh, when I was younger, did high-end security. And these guys would be really awkward when things were quiet and peaceful. And then all of a sudden, all hell would break loose. There'd be various things happening. and Various things like or, and, and, bullets me. and explosions? Yeah, I mean, there'd be crazy <laughs> stuff happening. and Or there'd be a threat of some kind. And all of a sudden, they're asking me, like, how's your family doing? And they're having, like, a normal conversation because they've gotten so used to being under chronic stress. And that's why a lot of soldiers have a hard time coming back into a normal life because they don't have that chronic stress that they've gotten used to. Um, and a lot of the people that have the type A personality that we, we seem to attract over the years is like, if they're not getting results, they obviously, they just, they think we need, they need to do more work because more work equ- equals results. And sometimes when it comes to the human being, um, doing more actually is worse, you know, so you got to determine like, okay, is it time to rest? Is it time to push? And, and that's where getting data, you know, data on respiratory rate and things like that helps because it just doesn't, the data doesn't lie. Like you can tell yourself, like, you know, I pushed my body, you know, to stupid levels, working long hours, training really hard uh, for years and years and years before it finally come up to me. I had the willpower to drive through that. But eventually one day, you get yourself in trouble. Right.
0: Right. But it takes us back to the fact that, and this is where the, you know, the whole topic of burnout, I think most people talking about burnout today, I think their strategies for dealing with it and helping people get out of it are very, I hate to say this, but half-baked. But they're half-baked because it's relying on you know, supplements, nutrients. These are the attractive strategies for people yeah. to gravitate towards. Thyroid, HRT, peptides. More hormones, more and, peptides. and those things are all great. And we use them, let's be clear. Yeah. But you also
1: have to have some lifestyle change or else you're just going to enable that person to, instead of
0: crashing their car at 55 miles an hour, they crash their car at 95 miles an hour, right? Yeah, and on top of that, there has to be an appreciation for what should and what are healthy, normal levels of stress. You know, how many people come out of, Childhood, teenage years, stressful situations, high-pressure environments, families, whatever. Um, and that's normal then in their working environment. They actually gravitate towards that. They seek out those positions. But as I was saying before, they then they get into their 30s, their 40s, their 50s. Their biology is breaking down. They're not able to deal with that anymore. And then they need to really reassess if they're going to live a healthy, you know, uh, long life how are they going to change their relationship with stress? And what's funny about Mario's quote is that he's talking about, you know, this situation where you need to go faster. You need to feel like things are not under control, but that's a very, very, very small proportion of his day. Just like for, you know, a, a, a fighter, MMA fighter, prize fighter, boxer, whatever, a, a relatively small proportion of their day is getting punched and, you know, beaten up in the ring. A lot of the work, is actually low intensity so you can build up to that higher intensity a lot of the work is actually rest i mean a lot of people don't realize that in order to for example put on muscle you have to sleep a lot mm-hmm. and people will you know they'll go to the gym they'll do a two-hour workout they'll pound some five-hour energy or some celsius or whatever so that they can then go to their job and perform at a high level then they'll you know inhale their lunch, which may not be calorically appropriate or have the right macros. Um, And they'll come and then they'll, you know, roll into their afternoon running on coffee and caffeine and more energy drinks more cortisol. Yeah. More stress, loud music, whatever. And then they'll roll into the end of the day and maybe go out and have some drinks with some friends or have a, you know, social outing or engagement. And then they wonder why they can't, function after months and years of doing that. Same thing happens with parents. I mean, how many women do we have to say, look, you got to put the oxygen mask on yourself first. It's great that your kids are doing well in school. It's great that they're doing well in sports. It's wonderful that they're high achievers just like you and just like your husband. But you're asking me why you can't lose weight and you're only eating a thousand calories a day and your body thinks you're in a starvation situation. So it's trying to be hyper efficient. And you're not taking time to get outside. You're and you're binge, not taking, you're binge time.
1: eating and you're, you know, you're doing all that fun
0: stuff. Right, exactly. And so this is why we see people falling into these vicious cycles of, of burnout. Mm-hmm. And we have to be the ones to say, look, your strategy has to change. Mm-hmm. You cannot live your life this way. You have to schedule time for yourself. You have to learn to slow down. You have to learn to appreciate silence. You have to do all this stuff if you're going to achieve X, Y, and Z health outcome or health goal. Um, and, you know, this is what I think is, we, we both think this is missing from a lot of the narrative in health and wellness, which is more like, you know, Oh, you need to, you know, buy this extra piece of gear. Or you need to take this extra supplement or you need to buy our workout program, or you just need to do this, that, or the other thing. Um, you need a comprehensive uh, holistic plan to create a life that's balanced and stable, and sustainable, where all your goals are achievable. And you have to also get used to the fact that that means you need to very clearly define those goals, because you can't be all of these things at once. Yeah. And and if direct- you, yeah,
1: yeah. And if you do run into a period of time, where you have to work really, really hard for a certain period of time, you want to schedule in, you know, if you need to be 105% productive, and you need to take something like nicotine or caffeine to help aid you through that time, you're going to want to schedule time um, to recover from that, where you're only going to work at 65, 75%. You're going to get off the stimulants, and you're going to reset and recharge. people just don't, they think they can just keep pushing harder and harder and harder. Um, And because we don't have the the, the time outside and the time in nature and being active every single day, um that that in itself like being in nature being outside like children especially play that's how we develop our ability to handle more stress right so we've got basically people's level preparedness is going down and then the, the training if you look at from a like training standpoint the intensity of the exercise programs are going up they're getting more and more complicated but the general population's preparedness is going down so and the same thing with life, our chronic stress is going up and up and up by design, I might add. And our rest and relaxation is going down. And so that's just a recipe for, for disaster. You know, 30, 40, 50 years ago, relaxation was just baked into our day. You know, it got too hot to work outside. You you sat on the porch and relaxed, you went for walks, you were more active, you played, you were outside a lot, you worked outside. Um, you know, there was two channels on the TV, so you couldn't sit there and, yeah. uh, you know, veg out on 75 different, ch- you know, TV shows or there wasn't video games. So kids actually had to go outside and play and do stuff. You know, adults tended to be more active outside as well. Um, so, you know, our modern world is, has caused a lot of interesting problems for people. And it just leads to a lot of people being, you know, a combination of chronic stress, sleep disruption, and shitty nutrition um, equals just a lot of people in a lot of trouble.
0: Right. Absolutely. And one of the big problems that people don't realize is that their, you know, the nutritional density of their diet is declining in a way that we can't really quantify. Mm-hmm. I'm being. I've been invited to speak, and I'll be speaking at a conference in Australia that's being put on by uh, a group that's very concerned about this. And one of the big questions that the symposium is going to be addressing is how much nutrition is still in our food and how can we properly nourish people in our modern world without resorting to just an endless bevy of supplements, right? Because it's very attractive to say to everyone, okay, you all need a multivitamin, you all need a multimineral. But the other reality is that pill fatigue is a problem. You know, how many people do we have coming to us who are just tired of taking 5, 10, 20, 15 different supplements? it also becomes costly over time you know you, you just to function if you need 200 dollars worth of supplements a month you have to be scratching your head and saying right you should be scratching your head and saying what am i doing wrong in my diet because the reality is there's people out there who are putting on muscle they're burning 4 or 5 6000 calories a day and they don't take any multivitamins most of them are getting by and i'm not saying that you should do that Because most of those people are getting by on the fact that they're young and robust, not on the fact that they're actually eating and and, um, living optimally. But the point is that eventually they run out of out of runway. And when you do that, then you fall into, okay. well, I got to take two hundred dollars worth of supplements a month or a thousand dollars worth of supplements a month just to feel normal, let alone function at a high level, which isn't a good strategy um, because we see people burning out on it. And so that's why you and I, we're, we're so focused on getting people to eat a healthy, natural diet that's going to meet as many of their nutritional needs as possible without using supplements.
1: Yeah. And that's why restorative agriculture is so important. You know, people like important. Rob Wolf and, yeah. and right. uh, Diane, I um, can't remember her last name off yeah. the top of my head, but, yeah. you know, um, they wrote a book called Sacred Cow together. But uh, that's why getting more local farmers, supporting local farmers is so important. Nature has a really neat way of packaging all the little micronutrients together in a package you that your body absorbs and, and handles well. You know, we start putting, you know, these large doses of different supplements in the body, you know, there's a lot of things, you know, that come from the soil and, and, and nutrients and things that w- we still don't understand. And so nature has a way, you know, when you eat real food, especially if it's grown, uh appropriately uh, there's a lot of things in that food that i think that uh, we we just aren't aware of and so you know if you can get the majority of your of your uh nutrition your calories from real food and then use supplements sparingly i think you're gonna have a much higher um you're gonna do much better in the long run so
0: that's absolutely true and that's one of the reasons why you know we were talking about this i think on the on yesterday on our live we talked about why we're so enthusiastic about seafood It's a lot of misconceptions about how contaminated it is with different things from heavy metals to petroleum toxins. One of the big problems and unknowns, I guess I'll say, is that we don't know to what degree it really is because your sourcing matters and and determines all of that. But in the end, you know, they, they haven't been able to demineralize the oceans like they've demineralized our soils. And if we see one thing, I think more than anything in nutritional profiles on people, whether it's hair tissue mineral analysis or blood testing, um, or looking at other biomarkers that can we can infer something about their nutritional status from, they have problems with the trace elements that are abundant in seafood. It's part of why I'm very, you know, I don't know if frustrated is the right word, but I hear so many people saying, oh, you can't eat fish, or you can't eat that, or you only need to eat this, or you only need to eat that. We just see people who are eating a very limited dietary template coming up with nutritional deficiencies of various kinds even if they eat a full diet, but they're only focusing on one or two foods from different food groups, that can create the same problem. You know, you'll get somebody who's eating unwittingly, you know, 500 micrograms of selenium a day from their Brazil nuts. And then they add, you know, a couple cups of uh, shrimp on top of that. And they're at 700, 800 micrograms of selenium. So I've seen selenium toxicity. And then on the other hand, I see overwhelmingly selenium deficiency, right? But the bottom line is is just the same, right? You need a really nutrient-dense diet. I'd be fascinated to watch or see, you know, what a guy like Mario Andretti eats in a given day. I'd be fascinated to see what his nutritional program is because what we see is as people age, right? And Formula One is not, as far as I know, a sport that's limited too much by age the way that, say, football, baseball, more um, physically demanding, I'll say, sports are. I imagine that you know you actually have decrements in your in your nerve transduction and speed reaction time yeah, reaction times yes as you age i can't remember what it is but those are compounded actually by your mineral status
1: well most of those guys in formula one and in nascar too they work out they realize they have to be in really good shape they don't you don't understand how exhausting i mean we went road roller coasters this past weekend and we're being, you know, under G forces and having to, you know, um, steer that car at high speeds with that amount of intensity and focus it takes, it wears you out. So you got to be in, I mean, even the pit crew guys, like I have a friend of mine, that's what he does. He trains pit crew guys for, for NASCAR.
0: That's funny. Uh, you know, huh. those
1: guy's got to be in shape too, you know? So, yeah, absolutely. So they actually they've been, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, I don't know if they test for PEDs in, um. In NASCAR and in Formula One, but I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people are, are using them
0: along with, you know. Forma- performance enhancing drugs, drugs for those of you who are not hip to the PED lingo. You which? I was just defining PED, performance enhancing drug. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if, well, I mean, heck, they've caught people with PEDs in golf, so. Well, that's the crazy thing about performance enhancing drugs is that they have such a ubiquitous effect on your system. Uh, from reaction times to strength to coordination, right? But the problem with so many of them is that they're addictive, highly right. addictive. Right. You know, we've talked about this. You know, you you talk about when you were on high levels of testosterone, you describe it as being like Superman, and it's really hard to go back to being a normal human Correct. being after you've felt like Superman for year after year after year, let alone looking. Like Superman, and that appearance part is actually so important, and I think hard for people to wrap their minds around how much their reality is shaped by how they appear. Uh, they naturally gravitate towards things that are cosmetically enhancing or appealing, you know, the the boob job, the butt lift, the butt implants. But the reality, <laughs> yeah, but the reality is that um, you know so many of those strategies that people are using fillers, lifts, implants. They're such a, they don't really look good, number one. Uh, number two, they're a shortcut that has a lot of consequences in the end, which is it goes back to the finding we talked about or that I kicked things off with of using more and more cups of coffee can lead to an earlier age of death, increases your risk of cardiac death. People need to be really careful with this stuff. And they think, oh, it's just a couple cups of coffee. Yeah, until it's a heart attack. And we've seen that, you know, hit, or disable um, really high achievers, high performers that we've worked with just in the last year, who you know don't take their wellness seriously until it lands them on the gurney in the local hospital.
1: Well, and a lot of people don't understand, like when it comes to Peds or caffeine or nicotine, you know, these things have um, diminishing returns over time. So, like when you drink coffee, you know, all it does is is basically blunt the hormone blocks the hormone that uh makes you feel tired and then so your body just makes more receptors right so you end up having it's a great business model i mean if i could go back in time you know like 10 15 years ago i'd start an energy drink company because sure you know it's just constant revenue because especially if you get kids hooked on caffeine early uh caffeine has great benefits but you want to make sure that you cycle you cycle those out you know people like well i'm under a lot of stress so i'm just going to take ashwagandha and then they're on it for eight months to a year. And then the ashwagandha actually starts having the opposite effect. So if you're going to use things like caffeine or nicotine or ashwagandha, you want to cycle them in and cycle them out just like anything else.
0: And we talk to our people about that all the time. You know, the biggest mistake that people are making in many respects with their drugs, whatever they are, caffeine, ashwagandha, they don't realize there's a a, a a phenomenon called tachyphylaxis. Tachyphylaxis refers to the ability of the body to basically resist what you're trying to artificially get it to do. So the body is gonna adapt to what you throw at it in a direction that tries to restore normal homeostasis. It views the drugs you're relying on for performance as toxins. And so all of a sudden you're needing that eighth cup of coffee. Well, you need to ask better questions. Why do I need the eighth cup of coffee? was really gratifying yesterday. I got a, a, text from one of my, uh, my hard charging, um, executives. I had just told him that we were going to transition him from energy drinks because he had a really high aluminum level over to what I call functional medicine mocktails. I'm going to be coming out with some functional medicine mocktail recipes over the next couple of months. They are awesome. I'm really excited to, to announce them and launch them because you know, the, the, The energy drinks were doing two things, right? One, they were tricking his body into thinking he had more energy than he had. So they weren't really serving him long-term and serving his purpose long-term. In fact, they were setting him up for failure because he would need more and more and more, right? Number two, they were allowing him to kick the can down the road of figuring out what he was actually missing and what he actually needed to perform at a high level. And number three, they were introducing this variable of aluminum into the system which is really toxic to your body and also to your central nervous system. And what our hard charging high achievers need more than anything in our modern world where you're, you know, the vast majority of high achieving, high paying, high performing professions, you're being paid for your brain. You're not being paid for your brawn. You're not being paid for your physique. You're being paid for your brain and your ability to relate to people and make good decisions, right? And so we have to get him off these energy drinks. And he texted me and he said, look, that mocktail you gave me is lit. He loved it because we got the right balance for him. And it's funny, we were talking about Mario Andretti. I actually lifted that quote specifically because he made me think of it um, in his case. Because for, for some of the people we work with, I have to be very clear with them. Look, do you need me to be the pit crew or do I get to take the car into the shop tear it apart rebuild the engine get everything dialed in what do you need from me right now because we do have people who come to work with us who can barely get on the phone with us for 15 to 20 minutes to 30 minutes and then we have other people who want to talk to us for hours a month and get everything dialed in and just right and we have different services for those people because you know we just can't fit all of them into the same um service category or we'd get overwhelmed and overworked so we have a lot of different options for people to work with us. You can see those in the link tree, which is in the in the link below this uh, episode. If you're checking out my social media or on Instagram or Facebook or wherever, it should be in the link um, below or in my bio. So, Jim, any, any uh, closing thoughts on this topic?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like, you know, I, like I have to steal a phrase from Paul Check. You got to work out. You got to w- work in so you can work out.
0: It's Absolutely. It's just like
1: you're not the government. You just can't print more money. Mm-hmm. Right, it's but like even printing money is, is just a, it's a failed strategy. Yeah. So you know, um, you know, you got to pay that credit card bill off eventually. Or you're gonna pay pay big time, right? So you know, the same goes for your body and and your life. You want to push hard, you got to rest hard, you know. So, and you got to do the things that that are needed to prepare your body for that stress, and you got to cycle intensities as well.
0: Absolutely. You know, like, yeah.
1: That's why professional athletes have an off season, right? They can't they can't compete at a competition level year round, or they would. Um, we have, uh, coming up this weekend, we're actually speaking, is it on the 19th? 19th. We're speaking at Anarcopoco. Yep. If you're freedom-minded and freedom-loving and care about healthcare freedom and uh, the choice of you to take control of your own healthcare, uh, we're speaking at an Anarcopoco. There's a link in my link tree to register for that.
0: It's called the Nonconformist Series, yes. and our talk is going to be airing on the 20th. and there will be a round table discussion after that. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And it's totally free. You
1: can sign up for that.
0: Yep. And And then,
1: uh, there's various things like he said in in our link trees for different programs and courses that we have. So how we can, we can help you and, and, um, yeah, it's a beautiful day here in
0: Florida. And we have a weight loss webinar coming up at the end of the month too that we encourage people to check out. Um, and that will be in our bios, it'll be, uh, we did a
1: five biggest mistakes we see in weight loss. If you click on that, that'll get you to a free video that we put out that'll allow you to register for the webinar. That's at the end of the month and we're actually giving away a sauna space photon and we're actually giving away one of our coaching courses as part of it. So if you, you sign up and watch the free video, you'll be entered in for that,
0: that draw. That's right. If you enjoyed this, we hope you'll like, share, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff yes opt into the newsletter through the link in my bio as always thanks everyone for joining us for listening jim thanks for being here everyone have a great day have a good day guys get outside get outside it's good for you